Hello and you're very welcome to the AA Ireland podcast. I'm Anna Cullen. And I'm Paddy Common. And today we will be discussing a topic that has caused quite the debate over the last few years. I'm talking about electric scooters and these vehicles are considered mechanically propelled vehicles and they're not allowed to be used in a public place without tax, insurance and a licence. Now, new legislation is coming into place in the coming months, which will ultimately legalise these vehicles. However, concerns have been raised about their safety. So I'm joined today by Lorna Fitzpatrick, who is Advocacy and Engagement Manager with the National Council for the Blind in Ireland. And we spoke about e-scooter use, NCBI's safety concerns and how the new legislation needs to be revised to protect all road users. Thinking of renewing or shopping around for car insurance to get the best deal? The AA is one of Ireland's top car insurance intermediaries and we've been providing car insurance for nearly 40 years. The AA has teamed up with the top insurers to compare quotes so you get the best level of cover to suit your needs at the right price. We also do the price checks so you don't have to. To find out more, go to theaa.ie. AA Ireland Limited Trading as AA Insurance is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. So I'm joined today by Lorna Fitzpatrick, who is Advocacy and Engagement Manager with the National Council for the Blind of Ireland. So Lorna, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining today. So uh, if you could just start off by explaining what exactly NCBI does. Yeah, so NCBI, I suppose, is an organisation that works with and to support people who are blind or vision impaired across Ireland. So based on the last census that we had from 2016, there's about 55,000 people living with sight loss in Ireland. And NCBI works with people all throughout different life cycles. So from young people to, to older people and older adults in terms of offering support for whatever it is that they need at that moment of time within their life. So it's a great organisation to be working with and, and working with brilliant people and trying to support people, I suppose, in, in terms of wherever, whatever stage they're at in life. Yeah. So, Lorna, I want to talk to you today about electric scooters. Yes. I mean, they have caused quite the debate over the last few years amongst many people. And I want to start off by sharing some statistics with you of a survey that we conducted not that long ago. OK, so we asked over 8000 AA customers what they thought of e-scooters. So 60% do not think e-scooters are used safely in Ireland. 27% think they're used safely most of the time, while 2% think they're used safely all the time. So after hearing those figures, I want to get your stance on electric scooters. Do you think that they're used safely in Ireland? Yeah, I, I think those statistics really do bear out, I suppose, the lived experience that people who are blind or vision impaired really feel in terms of whether e-scooters are being used safely and and the vast majority don't. And I suppose we, we recognise that e-scooters do have a role to play in and so does more general micro mobility, whether it's e-scooters or e-bikes or, or whatever it may be. They do have a role to play in terms of our transport uh, for uh, shorter journeys and, and so on and in terms of climate justice and, and all of that kind of thing as well. So we, we don't argue that, but... I suppose it's really important that when e-scooters are being used within Ireland, that they are being used in a safe manner. And if we look internationally, you know, there's a lot of experiences from across Europe and, and across the globe, really, where governments have 
maybe held off on regulation or held off on legislating or maybe didn't introduce a full range of regulations in terms of the use of e-scooters and are now having to roll back or or try and retrospectively introduce regulations or legislation uh, to try and provide for that element of safety or address the risk that I suppose is there from lack of safe use of e-scooters. And so we're trying to to work with our colleagues in the Irish Wheelchair Association and the Irish Guide Dogs for the Blind to, I suppose, encourage and, and ask government to really prioritise safety of disabled pedestrians or pedestrians with access needs in general when they are legislating for the use of e-scooters in Ireland. And at the moment, the, the draft legislation or the, the legislation that is going through the Oireachtas has got some omissions and we're hoping that that can be addressed before the legislation comes into full effect. Yeah, so I think it's fair to say the legislation has loopholes. Yeah, there, there are a lot of pieces missing, you know, like one of the, the key areas is around the use of e-scooters on footpaths. And the current legislation doesn't prevent the use of e-scooters on footpaths. And that's yeah, a and actually concern. one of the stats in our in our survey, actually 4% did say that e-scooters should actually be used on footpaths. So that's 4% of 8,000 people. It mightn't seem like a lot, but that is a lot. That's still, you know, a certain amount of people that are advocating for the use on footpaths. And You know, I spoke to you earlier on today about the fact that I was walking down a footpath not that long ago near where I live and I nearly was run over by one of these vehicles. So it is quite dangerous. And you can imagine then for someone that is vision impaired, how dangerous that would be for them. Most definitely. And I suppose uh, the thing that we really need to consider is that, you know, these e-scooters can travel at quite a high speed. The current legislation allows for them to to travel at 25 kilometres an hour. And for somebody who's blind or vision impaired, having an e-scooter or actually any pedestrian who has access needs or a disabled pedestrian, but for somebody who's blind or vision impaired, having a e-scooter travel on the footpath at 25 kilometres an hour with no sound emitted is a really, really significant concern. They, They may not be able to see sight loss, I suppose, is a spectrum. So some people may have good peripheral vision or, or may, you know, have blurred vision in terms of central vision fields. So it, it, it varies an awful lot. But the, the one thing that we, we really want to ensure is that e-scooters are... I suppose, off our footpaths are travelling at safe speeds for pedestrians and for, for the riders themselves. But another area that links in here is around parking for e-scooters as well, you know. And we really can't see that the situation where e-scooters are locked up to a, a, a pole or a railing or whatever it may be. And, you know, the the other thing is that when we're talking about e-scooters, the legislation at the moment is, is covering private use, but also shared schemes. And, you know, we've, we've seen where across the globe where there's been shared schemes maybe come into effect and, you know, it's just drop off points for e-scooters and they can be anywhere across the city or, or across the, the towns and villages. And uh, without, I suppose, designated parking that is contrasted and, and, you know, is safe. It could be a significant challenge because they fall over. They're quite heavy, you know, and they can block a pedestrian's way. And particularly for somebody who's blind or vision impaired or a disabled pedestrian, they may not be able to see it. They may not be able to move it and therefore might be forced out onto the road to try and get around it. Yeah. And that brings with it a whole forced host of safety issues. Forced out onto issues. the road with oncoming traffic. Exactly. You know, causing a serious risk to their lives as well. So 25 kilometres per hour mm-hmm. is the maximum speed limit that they can go. Do you think that that needs to be lower? And I also want to bring in that Norway 
they allow for e-scooters to be used on footpaths mm-hmm. if they don't exceed six kilometres per hour. Mm-hmm. Now, there are fines if they do exceed that. Mm-hmm. And there are also fines if you leave it in certain areas. Do you think that something like that should be brought in? Yeah, I suppose we really feel that they shouldn't be allowed on footpaths at all. So there, there needs to be a complete ban on, on the use of e-scooters on footpaths. We do also feel that the speed limit is way too high as it currently stands. So um, we would like to see a reduction in that within the legislation and also the potential further to be even further reduced speed limits in particular areas. So you take the, the likes of schools, for example, you know, or, or during uh, drop off times at schools and so on can be really, really busy. And if you have e-scooters whizzing up and down, at high speeds there as well. That could be a challenge. So looking at particular areas that could have reduced, uh, so having a a full reduced speed limit and we're looking for that around 12 kilometres an hour but potentially allowing for that to be reduced to six kilometres an hour around those kind of areas such as schools but 100% a a complete ban on on the use on footpaths because that is the the space that people who are blind or vision impaired, that's their safe space to be able to get from A to B, to be able to, you know, do their shopping, get to work and whatever it may be. And if the e-scooter is allowed to be used on that, it reduces their confidence in being able to use the footpaths to get from A to B. And we've seen that from our own research and it does have an impact on their their confidence. So it is a a big issue and, and ensuring that they're prevented from being used on footpaths is uh, is a, a key concern for us. And you mentioned there your research. Do you have any stats uh, to, you know, confirm that they have lost their confidence or, you know, just to back this up? the safety concerns yeah, that you have. Yeah, for sure. So I suppose from from recent research that we conducted, there was 57% of our service users who had responded to our survey had indicated that their confidence had been reduced as a result of e-scooter use within their, their community. But we also seen additional figures around the, the footpaths, for example, where a, a large number of our respondents to the, the survey, um, over 70% had, had said that they had had issues with e-scooters. Any incidents that they had had with e-scooters took place on a footpath. And, you know, so that's a, a significant concern then for the use of e-scooters on footpaths. It shows the impact that it can have. You Absolutely. Know? And Lorna, I just want to bring in a clip that I have from Joanne Murphy. Yes. Who is vision impaired and she is from Cork. She spoke to me about her experience with electric scooters. You know, it's, it's like something like being in a roller coaster or something. You're walking along minding your own business, thinking your own thoughts or whatever. And the next thing you have this vehicle just can shoot directly past you into your line of central line of vision. In my case, obviously, if somebody has no sight or less sight than I have, it's even harder and more frightening. It's a terrifying experience. It shakes you completely. It can disorientate you. If they go into you, they can injure you. But also the fact like that, Every time you have one of those experiences, your confidence is knocked. It it, it kind of accumulates then. You have a growing undermining of your confidence. And the thing is that people with disabilities and people particularly with sight loss, like their confidence and our confidence in mobility, in our own mobility is central. If you feel that you can't get out and about safely in your community, like it has a huge impact on your mental health and your ability to function and your ability to hold down a job you know so I think with this legislation like and the advent of e-scooters there is huge potential for impact on people with disabilities with their independence and independence is everything 
And Lorna, she went on to describe an incident that she experienced with her son who has autism and she described the impact that that had on both of them. Last year, we were walking along. We were just walking home. Fortunately, we were only within 100 yards of home when a scooter ran into the back of her assistant's dog, Polly. And it was just too much for her. She had been coping already with the increased you know, volume of people on footpaths. And people were you know, really cycling into her. And so she had that experience and she just stopped working for two months. She, we couldn't even get her home. That time I had to take off her jacket and I had to literally help her home. So we were lucky that we were within 100 yards of of home, but she would not put on that jacket for two months. And I didn't know whether she was going to work again. And so there was a lot of safety issues around that, safety for my son. Also, potential expense then for the charity that we have her from, because you have to look at replacing the dog or rehabilitating the dog. And then you're never sure whether the experience has had an impact that it won't startle them again, you know, and have a, have an ongoing effect on them. So fortunately, she did recover from that. But it, it made me realise as well, like that if somebody bumps into you with a scooter like that, you know, unless they have a licensing or some means of identification and some insurance or something like that, then you really are at a huge disadvantage and you bear the burden of any fallout from the accident. So I suppose as well as that, like, and I know the NCBI is calling for it as well, that there would be minimum age for scooter use, licensing and registration of vehicles and that there would be insurance as well. And I think also then you go down the road of like that people should, you know, have uh, some basics in, you know, the rules of the road and road safety and, you know, giving way to pedestrians and things like that. So you know, it's complex, Like, but I, I really feel it's a very important piece of legislation to get right because it has so many potential impacts for people with disabilities and ordinary pedestrians and safety of e-scooter users themselves. So I suppose from listening to that, mm-hmm. Lorna, that further cements the safety concerns. Most definitely. And, you know, I, I think uh, when we spoke to the Oireachtas Committee, they were very clear, the Oireachtas Committee on Transport, they were very clear about the importance of listening and learning from that lived experience that Joanne has expressed to us today and expressed to the Oireachtas themselves in, in terms of that committee. And there are an awful lot of people like Joanne all across the country who have came into circumstances or situations with e-scooters and have contacted their local TDs and their local representatives asking for them to prioritise their safety in terms of this piece of legislation. And I think, you know, Joanne speaks for herself. It's it's abundantly clear about some of those concerns that are there and and the actions that need to be taken to address them. Absolutely. And Lorna, I want to steer away from e-scooters for just a moment and I want to ask you about the new parking fines yes that have come in so uh they're increasing mm-hmm. it from 40 euro to 80 euro if you're caught parking on footpaths cycle lanes bus lanes do you think this will help yeah I think it's a welcomed measure but I don't think it solves the problem in and of itself you know I, I think the increased fines can act as a deterrent 
but it needs to be coupled with enforcement. And without the enforcement, you know, that that's where the real issue presents itself. And we hear day in, day out from from people who are blind and vision impaired who are forced out onto the road, as we've already said, with the oncoming traffic. And, you know, it's a really, really dangerous situation. And that's as a result of the, the cars being parked on, on footpaths and so on. So the introduction of the increased fine is welcomed. But as I say, may not have the massive impact unless there is increased enforcement. And, and that's where we really need to to look at and ensure that the two go hand in hand rather than thinking that one is the, the solve all solution, you know. Yeah, so it's one step closer, but it doesn't solve the problem in hand. So, Lorna, NTBI are calling for a reduced speed limit. Mm-hmm. They're calling for a ban of using e-scooters on footpaths and a ban on parking them in certain areas? I, I suppose we're, we're looking for designated parking areas for e-scooters that are enclosed, that prevent that lot two parking that you see maybe with bikes and so on around around uh, lampposts and so on. And the the other piece that we're looking for, and I briefly touched off it, was the, the sound and the fact that the e-scooters are, are silent. And we believe that there should be a universal sound applied to e-scooters. Now, this needs to be robustly tested. And, you know, there's a lot of of research that needs to take place for that to be effective because it, it needs to be consistent across the board. It needs to be heard over environmental factors or traffic and, and so on as well. So it does need to be robustly tested, but it's really important because it will allow people who are blind or vision impaired to be able to hear the e-scooter come towards them. Uh, and that's really, really important. So as I say, that that's a, another issue that we're calling on government to, to look at. And it has been introduced for electric vehicles um, yes. as a result of an EU directive last summer. So, you know, we're, we're calling on the Irish government to lead here and to really invest in ensuring that these safety issues are considered and, and that the safety of disabled pedestrians is prioritised. Absolutely. Yeah, you touched on it there. So once electric vehicles hit 30 kilometres per hour, then a sound system kicks mm-hmm. in. And, you know, even if the sound system was installed at the design stage of e-scooters, that would help, you know, these, you know, people who are vision impaired or blind out tremendously. So, Finally, I want to ask you about the age limit as well. Do you think 16 is appropriate? Yes, we do. So 16 is what we're calling for. But actually, there's a, a piece in the legislation that prevents the supply, that makes it illegal to supply the uh, e-scooter to somebody who's under the age of 16, but doesn't actually prevent somebody who is 16 or under from using the e-scooter. So you um, could buy it, you know, Christmas is just gone. You could have bought it for Christmas and given it to someone under the age of 16 and they would be okay to use it? The under 16 year old is okay to use it. Whoever provided it, there is a bit of a grey area there as to whether they're... um, So it's confusing then? Most definitely. Okay. And so we are calling for the age limit to be 16 for the use of e-scooters. And that links in with, I suppose, people being able to uh, get license in around that age as well. And, you know, have an understanding of the rules of the road, which is going to be vitally important um, for for the use of these uh, e-scooters as well. Yeah, and we do know uh, just from the legislation that tax insurance, they're not going to be required. Mm. Do you think that this is right? Do you think that they should be required? Do you think a license needs to be? And also, do you think that if someone is caught under the age of 16 using these and if they're banned on footpaths, do you think that there should be fines? 
Yeah, well, introduced. Uh, like I, I think there's a, a safety concern there. You know what I mean? For somebody under the age of 16 who may not have a full understanding or grasp of the rules of the road. So we have been calling for licensing and for insurance as well, because we, we know. And again, there's potentially differences here between private use and shared schemes. And so there needs to be an awful lot of, of detail, I suppose, in terms of the legislation to ensure that safety across both private use and shared schemes is is in place and that these, I suppose, regulations are in place across both private use and shared scheme too. But the reason that we've been looking around licensing and insurance is to protect the rider, but protect the, the pedestrians as well. And the disabled pedestrians are pedestrians with uh, with access needs more generally. So enforcement is going to be a key element of that in the same way as it's extremely important with the increased fines on parking is one element of the solution for parking on footpaths. Enforcement has to go hand in hand with that. And it will be the same with the e-scooter legislation. Enforcement is going to have to go hand in hand and being able to identify a rider if there is a collision, if there is an incident for their safety and and for the protection of the pedestrian is really, really important. But that's also lacking within the legislation as it stands. Okay, very interesting stuff. And it was great to speak with you today, uh, Lorna. So thank you very much for joining us on the AA Ireland podcast. Thanks so much. Well, that was Lorna Fitzpatrick and Joanne Murphy, and I want to thank them for speaking with me today. It's funny to see a different angle on e-scooters. Obviously, there's been lots of talk about them, you know, being in the hands of kids, etc. But to think that this, how, you know, someone who really struggles to get around in a daily basis just to get to the shops, to get to to work, can be affected by e-scooters, it it really is a sobering thought. It really highlights the safety concerns just listening to Joanne I mean it's very interesting and you know here at the AA we have always been broadly supportive of e-scooter use in this country but we have always called for proper and robust legislation to be put in place and that's to protect all road users you know wheelchair users elderly people and those who are vision impaired as well so hopefully we can see that become a reality in the next few months and I think there's there's an onus on parents as well to do the right thing here Anna because Obviously, you know, it's it's important the kids are safe out in the e-scooters, but we can see from this that there are vulnerable road users who, you know, can be affected by these things. And we don't want to see any instance as this technology gets into its infancy, really. OK, well, this is a conversation that's going to happen, continue to happen for the next few months. And we'll just have to wait and see what this new legislation brings. That's it for our discussion on e-scooters. You will find more on this topic over on the AA blog. That's on www.theaa.ie forward slash blog. And you will, of course, find us on Twitter or on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. So until next time, take care. Take care.